Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Yusagi Ujimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 45. Yusagi Ujimbo, the first volume, issue 32 from Fantagraphics Books, cover dated 1992, is my topic today. This book has two stories in it that I'll break up into two episodes. The first is Kitsune. And it opens with a uh, top we see rolling along something, kind of zigzagging back and forth. We have some narration bubbles. And then by the bottom of the page, the third panel, we see that the top is traversing the leading edge of a fan. And it's being held by a young lady. She has an audience as she is a street performer, and they are very uh, happy to have taken in her performance. Uh, it's kind of cool. This is a two-page spread, and down here in the lower left-hand corner is the top that she was using because she is bowing, and the, the top has fallen to the ground. It's still spinning a little bit, and it's chasing off this little spider that is running away yelling, Yow, with all eight legs all uh, gangly all over the place running away couple things to notice here. We see Usagi in the crowd. Um, we see the normal woodcutters that have appeared more often than those that I mentioned a couple episodes ago. These two, husband and wife, appear like they're some kind of maybe chimpanzees or something like that. Something more monkeyish than a lot of the other animals. So those are the woodcutters that I'm used to seeing, not the father and daughter that Usagi ran into when he first uh, came back home at the beginning of Circles. So Usagi approaches the young street performer talking about her show. They exchange names. We find out that her name is Kitsune. Uh, They talk about the tops for a little while. They talk about uh, fighting tops and the fact that the tops that Kitsune uses are probably of the highest quality possible because they are made by the craftsmen at uh, Kanagawa Prefecture. We also see in that panel a, uh, a gentleman with what appears to be a samurai as a bodyguard. They will play a part in the story as we move forward, but here we see them for the first time. So Usagi helps Kitsune pick everything up and pack everything away, uh, exchange names, and uh, say goodbyes. And Kitsune, uh, having released uh, the purse from Usagi, having having taken his purse, she pickpocketed it at him. She uh, checks it and puts it away and then packs her stuff up and, and goes on her merry way, probably for the night. Usagi, meanwhile, has gone to an inn to eat dinner. Uh, He's finished and finds that he cannot pay. So he is relegated to kitchen duty to pay for his food, and he's grumbling the whole time. Now we see the gentleman and the samurai that appeared several pages ago in a gambling den. He seems to be winning uh, quite a bit. His name is Hatsu. He is being accused of cheating uh, Ikenobi, who is the owner of this particular gambling establishment, but Ikonomi does not know how for sure that Hatsu is cheating him. So he accuses him, but it's uh, it's kind of an offhanded, light kind of accusation because he doesn't know for sure. He just feels it because of how successful Hatsu is in, in winning. 
And Hatsu tells him, well, how, you know, how can I possibly be cheating? This is your gambling den. These are your people. I'm playing your game by your rules. So how, you know, how can I possibly be cheating you? So they leave. Uh, and when they, when they part ways, we see that uh, Ikenobi tells his uh, gang leader to muster the gang and go after this Hatsu, get the money back that Hatsu has won, because without it, Ikenobi is going to be ruined. He won't be able to stay in business. Meanwhile, we see that Hatsu has indeed been cheating Ikenobi, and we find out that what he did is he bribed one of Ikenobi's dice throwers to use a weighted pair of dice that Hatsu had. So, he had indeed been cheating by uh, buying the efforts of one of Ikenobi's men. As Hatsu and his bodyguard are outside um, going, let's say they're, they're traveling for the night to an inn somewhere in town, they are waylaid by the Hatsu gang who kills the samurai guard that Hatsu has. In that melee, Hatsu is able to get out away from the gang and runs to the inn where Usagi found himself having to wash dishes, not being able to pay for his meal. Bangs on the door, trying to get in. Um, when Usagi gets to the front room, he sees that Hatsu is is been let in, that the gang has now busted through the door and is threatening Hatsu. And Usagi quickly surveying, picking out who is the good guy and who's the bad guy, threatens the Ikenobi gang with violence if they do not stop. One, because it you know the, the odds are not fair, all of you against this one man. And two, you are in someone else's establishment. You can't be wrecking this establishment. Take it outside. Well, they don't. Um, Usagi attacks handles several of them without doing anything terminal, chases the rest out. The um, the inn is trashed a little bit. Hatsu d- does several things here in succession. He asks Usagi to uh, protect him. He pays off, Hatsu pays off the innkeeper to pay for the damages that has happened. Usagi recognizes Hatsu, but he doesn't know from where. He, he just, he asks him, and of course Hatsu immediately recognized Usagi because of their previous connection, but denies it. Whereas Usagi is not so sure one way or the other, but something is familiar. And uh, they did indeed meet back in issue 20. Hatsu was the one that got Usagi in trouble at a gambling place and the gamblers and that gambling joint's owner's gang went after Usagi. But Usagi doesn't quite remember all that. He has seen too many people between now and then and so it's it's still a little fuzzy. So they both continue to find a place to sleep, you know, a place to stay. I guess this wasn't an inn. I guess this was just a restaurant because Usagi didn't stay there. Uh, this is where Hatsu propositions him, pays him for his services, and they they continue on. Later on, as they're walking around, I guess later that evening it appears, 
although this is kind of confusing the way it's done here. Uh, we see, once again, Kitsune is doing her, her top show, only this time she is running a top on the edge of a sword. And uh, each each maneuver, there's, there's one more maneuver that will come up here at the end of the story. Each maneuver has a name. The top on the leading edge of the fan, she calls the strolling on the dragon's back. And this on the leading edge of the sword blade she calls scaling the heights to heaven because she has the sword out and then as the top runs along it she raises it up until the top is at the very point Uh, Usagi runs into her again Um, they talk a little bit here Hatsu is still very nervous because he knows Ikenobi's men are out there somewhere and Indeed, as Usagi and Kitsune are talking, the Ikenobi gang attack. Kitsune joins this time, taking out one of the attackers by throwing a, uh, is it wrought, uh, cast iron, uh, a cast iron top, uh, hitting one of the, the dudes in the head here, probably knocking him out. And Usagi jumps in saying, I spared you once, I won't give you a second chance. So this time he has unsheathed his sword, and he is attacking a bit more, um, shall we say, uh, righteously, with with intent. One of the thugs gets through to Hatsu, but just as he's about to dispatch Hatsu with a stroke, Kitsune stabs the thug and kills him. So she is, is very much actively protecting Hatsu, Finally, the gang sees that they cannot defeat Usagi. Uh, His martial arts prowess is too great for them. So they run off. Hatsu is overjoyed and lets slip. This will teach that gambler too, because of course, the gambler being Ikenobi, that's who the gang belonged to, but... The word, I think the word gambler, yeah, because that's that's what Usagi repeats, the word gambler, triggers the memory of Hatsu and the Kite Festival, where he previously got Usagi in trouble. So now Hatsu runs away, Usagi hot on his trail, but he never catches him. Because we see at the end of the story, once more, Usagi runs into Katsuni, who is doing her show apparently by herself. We don't really see an audience here too much. And this time she is bouncing atop on the cutting edge of a sword and calls that leaping over mountains. And as the top ultimately falls off, Usagi is here. We see his feet, then his hand as he picks up the top and hands it back to Kitsune. They exchange pleasantries. Um, She goes to check and make sure that his money bag is still there because she's, you know, kind of... It, it was really too bad. She thinks that I had to take his money. And as she pats herself down to check and make sure, she finds that it's no longer there, assuming that Usagi must have taken it back, which I've looked, and the, and the one panel here that you could see Usagi, I don't see any indication that that's what he did. But she finishes... Um, Well, no matter, because she still has the money that she took from Hatsu last night while she was protecting him, which in turn really is Ikenobi's money. 
And that's that's where the story ends. Usagi continues his journey. Uh, Kitsune has the money from Hatsu, which was the money he stole from Ekonobi. Usagi has his money back. And I guess we're all uh, squaresies or even, you know, whatever you want to call it. Now, we did have uh, a handful of terms here that Mr. Sakai gave us. He introduced us to Bu, which is a small coin. Han and Cho, which we've had before. Han is odd and Cho is even. We have Baigoma, which is a fighting top, and a coma, or a comma, which is a top. Uh, all puts me in mind of the uh, anime Beyblades. I don't know if anybody's ever watched that, but that's about fighting tops. Uh, Miyamoto and Kitsune and Hatsu and Ikenobi are primarily the characters in this issue. Next time out, we have the second story that appeared in this issue, which was entitled Gaki. If you guys want to send me any feedback, you can send it to usagipodcast at gmail.com. Comments are welcome at Ronin Rabbit on Google Plus and on the website at bigtimenoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit. And then you can leave comments when I post the episodes on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo Facebook page. So that is it for this episode, guys. We will talk to you about Gaki next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.